Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. As always, I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and today we have probably the most special guest we could have on. Um, for us, probably the biggest guest we've had so far, so I'm really excited. Uh, we won't slack on it. We'll introduce you right away. So uh, we have Jared DeMichael with us. Jared was an associate head coach at UMass who just accepted a new job at Michigan State University. Uh, Jared, go ahead, take over, say hi. No, thanks for having me, guys. I, I I don't know if I'm a big deal or maybe if I just had some uh, some risque pictures of you guys that I used as blackmail to get on the podcast here. <laughs> both both can work, Jared. It's all right. We we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate it either way. So thank you. <laughs> so uh, like we were talking about in the beginning of of the episode, kind of before we started, um, you know, for myself being a hockey coach and and kind of I've always I've told you before I've told Andrew many times, but. I look at you as a mentor for myself. Um, you know, when I'm going through things, maybe I haven't been through situationally or whatever it may be, um, or I just have questions about my future as a coach or, or what I can do to ascend in, in my coaching career. Uh, you're the first person I always think of to go to. Um, and I've always been really appreciative of, of the feedback you've given me. So I thought today would be a great day to talk about culture building. I think, uh, especially with you going to a new position and kind of things and, and where you're going, um, and then the culture you have helped build at UMass, I think you're the perfect person to chat to about this. So um, the first question I have for you is, what do you feel drives a successful culture? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is the people um, and ha having the right people that have the right mentality and a similar like mindset, but similar like actions and similar like words, um, I, I think the, the values that those people live by, um, like we talked about it at UMass, like taking the, the values off the wall and living those, breathing those. Um, and I think my, my new boss, Adam Nightingale, Michigan State, feels the same exact way. Like um, us inheriting actually um, a really nice facility where they're doing an unreal renovation. It's like $27 million or something crazy like that. But there, there are some words up and things like that. And he's just like, hey, like, that, that's not us. That's not our identity. That's not our values. Like, we're going to have to change that. Um, but the people, like, that's a huge part of it. I, I had that with Greg Carvel for the last eight years at, at UMass. Um, or excuse me, last six years at UMass and two years at St. Lawrence. We, we had a very, very strong relationship and, and saw things similarly. And I think we complemented each other really well. Um, and I think the same thing at Michigan State, like that's actually the biggest thing that drew me to Michigan State when it is, when I say the people, but it's a person, Adam Nightingale, the head coach, like just really hit it off with our conversations and was extremely blunt with him about my thoughts on culture and recruiting and player development and working with alumni and working with administration and practice planning and everything that you think can think of with a college hockey program. Um, I think from what I've seen from, from where I've been, the people part is, is huge and culture is king and it's non-negotiable and um, it might sound harsh, but like 
basically your, your car culture is whatever you allow, that's what you are. Um, and I, I firmly believe that. And I think I try to, to live my life that way. And I'm, I'm far from perfect. Um, I've made plenty of mistakes in my life, but I think I try to learn from those mistakes and get better from them and grow. And um, I think I'm open to, to new ideas and, and want to learn and want to be the best. Um, and I think that's a, the best way to operate and things like that. But I, I think that's the biggest thing is, is the people. Yeah, Jared, you, you mentioned one thing that I loved, right? As, as a sports psych person, the values comment, right? Like one of the things I work with uh, with teams on all the time is a values contract and like having the whole team get together and be like, all right, like this isn't for me. This is for you guys. Like these are the words like you said, like how you said at UMass, you guys took the words off the walls, right? Uh, so like meaning like the guy next to me is also holding me accountable for what I'm trying to do. And you can hold the whole room accountable. The coaches are held to the same standards and all those kinds of things. I think it, I think it adds such value. And like you said, culture is king. Uh, and I think it just kind of emulates that uh, based on your values. Yeah, no, I, I think um, we, we had a gentleman with us at St. Lawrence and UMass that did an unbelievable job, but he always talked to us about your your core values are, are the bottom of the pyramid. That is your, your foundation. Yep. The next part is your identity. And then the top part of that is if you can be an elite peak performance, an elite program and things like that, but you can't get to the top without having your identity solidified, without having your core values, your base, your backbone solidified. And a lot of people talk about it, but are your actions going to meet up with it is the, is the biggest piece at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about doing that. It's about just saying, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's cool too, right? Cause like you look back at uh, when you guys all came into UMass, right. And kind of where the program was, um, you can very easily see how the words you're saying about the culture that, you know, Carville brought and you brought um, the things that you guys instilled in that program. There's a reason there's success there. Right. But it's holding people accountable. So I think that was, that was huge. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. So I'm, I'm going through things right now, obviously making the move to Michigan state. Um, we're in the process of buying a home and selling our home and the one home out in, um, in East Lansing area that we're looking at, the, the real estate agent, there's a few things that we're going through. And I'm like, hey, like, I'm not saying this to him, but I'm in like, in my mind, I'm like, hey, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And, you know, if he's cutting a corner on the kitchen or the landscape or the master bathroom, like what other things is he cutting corners on? Um, and we I mean, that's how we that's how we really saw things at UMass. And obviously we got some very special, talented players like a Kale McCarr, but um, Kale McCarr's identity his selfless attitude, his willingness to be coached, his willingness to want to be the best um, are all those things. But we really tried to get kids in the mindset of how you do one thing is how you do everything. We weren't willing to sacrifice how they were academically, how they were in the dorms, how they were in the community, how they were in the weight room, how they were on the ice. Um, and I think that's why you could see like we put a huge premium in getting high character kids that were focused on their academics, but also wanted to be elite hockey players. And I think of uh, Coach Carvel, Coach Barr, and I are six years, or I guess we were together for five years. I think three of those five years, we had the number one male athletic GPA. Um, so, we, I mean, we just put a premium on it. Like, we're not going to cut corners on things. And, you know, we have this unbelievable facility, but we're not going to sacrifice anything. And, and no one, myself included, no one is bigger than the culture. And I think we're building the same thing at, at Michigan State. And I get excited where there's kids that really want to be a part of things. And when we have very honest conversations with them, and I guess I get a little hypersensitive when people are like, Oh, like 
he's a real hard coach. I'm like, oh, is he a hard coach or is he just being honest with you? Because like right. I had coaches in college that were very honest with me and I love them to death to this day because <laughs> they were honest with me. And there's sometimes it was a really hard conversation, but I can respect that. And that's what I want out of my coaches. Um, I feel like it's the same thing about parenting when people are like, oh, he's he's a hard parent. He's a hard dad. Well, like, you know, like maybe if he's yelling and screaming and belittling a child, I think that like crosses the line. But um, I felt like my parents, my mom and my dad, like they were always very honest with me, had an, an we were very open about stuff. And there was times when I maybe didn't want to hear from them, but they were probably spot on every single time. And I think that's a huge part of um, the the culture of a program and the people that kind of I want to be around. And um, obviously was a part of really great people at UMass. And I'm really excited to be around a great group of people and a great group of players at Michigan State. I think it's cool because one of the next questions I had for you is what was it about the culture or, or what is there at Michigan State right now and the hockey staff that's there, right, with with uh, Coach Nightingale. Yeah. What what about those things were the big draw for you to, to go to MSU where, you know, I mean, if you read some of what people were saying about the program, right, they, there seemed to be some internal things happening. Um, so I feel like, you know, as a coach – you're taking a little bit of a risk, right? But there's got to be some risk reward there as well. Yeah. No, I mean, the the outside noise about Michigan State for me is like 2.0 at UMass. Like people are like, oh, like UMass, there's potential there, but it, it can't be any good. And you can't, you can't recruit there. And you know, <laughs> this school, that school. And it's just like, hey, like, you know what? Like I'm going to put that in the back of my memory brink and just use that as fuel to prove you wrong and put that chip on my shoulder. So um, like the the biggest things with coach Nightingale, like just from our immediate conversations, like I was super impressed by his his passion, his honesty and his humbleness. Um, I literally like, I called a million people on him, not a million, but like I called a ton of people on him and I just, I like, I wanted people to tell me negative things. And everyone that I called and trusted, they were just like, hey, like you're going to you and this guy are just going to push each other and you're going to have a good time doing it. And there's no reason why Michigan State can't be special um, if you guys are to get it, get together. But even still, um, I think the other assistant that he hired in Mike Towns, um, I've I've followed him from afar. He was right down the road at AIC and followed him at Clarkson. Um, I think he's got a very like mindset. And, um, I think he's going to do an unbelievable job and he's already done a great job. But even when I visited campus, just seeing the passion of people, um, from our, our hockey ops director, Barbara, to our director of analytics, Sturgey, um, to our executive secretary, Lindsay, like there's just, there's people there, like they're, they're hungry. They, they want things to be special. Um, and even just how they've treated my wife and my family, like those things go a long way. And, I mean, Mun Arena is is unbelievable, and the renovation that they're putting in is like, it's like one of the best in the world. But again, like I said earlier, for me, it's the people. Like um, when I first tar- started talking to Adam, we just kind of hit it off, and we talked, and we talked, and we talked. And even when I went out there, I think it was kind of funny. Like he's showing me Mun, and I'm like, yeah, like this place is cool. He's like, but I kind of get the sense like you just kind of want to talk. I'm like, yeah, like I. Like a nice arena, like we, we can get good players to this, like a nice renovation. We get good players to this. Like, I just want to talk to you and get to know about you and get to know about your philosophies and, and how we might communicate and things like that. And like, it really, it didn't really feel like much of like an interview when 
I, I initially went out to meet with him in person. Like it kind of felt like it was two guys kind of hanging out and um, he kind of just talked about things and I picked his brain and was super honest kind of how I saw things. And I don't think neither of us really bat an eye. And then seeing our, already the potential there um, with the other staff members that, that he had and then kind of where he thought about what the other assistant might be like that, that excite me that the challenge of people doubting Michigan state, like I see that as someone, as people doubting me. And I think um, I've been dealing with that my whole life, my whole hockey career. And I think I kind of relish it and it gives me a little bit of fuel and um, helps me get up in the morning. And sometimes it keeps me up a little bit later at night, but uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I can sleep when I'm dead, you know? I don't want to uh, add any more fuel to that fire, but I absolutely do. I just wanted to let you know, Andrew's actually a huge Michigan fan. Um, <laughs> so if you needed any more, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, cat's out of the bag. I'll see you guys later. That does it for me. <laughs> but yeah, but Jared, I, one of the things you keep mentioning, and it's I'm like, I'm over here like clapping my hands inside my head because uh, I don't want to interrupt you. It's one of the like, honesty and transparency. And like, I think that's the biggest thing just for, for people, right? I mean, you mentioned Kale McCarr and, and all these things. Like, he's just a stand-up human. Like, I, you watched the interview we had after, I think it was game one. He's like, he's like, are you going to go celebrate? He's like, no. He, he's all about the next one. He, he, he knows when the right time to celebrate is. It's like studying a- athletics and stuff like that is one of the coolest things because sports teach us so much. And I think, like, building a personality and having that humble kind of uh, just personality is, is uh, something that obviously you're looking for in players and also in who you work with. And I think that's really admirable. No, totally. And a- Andrew, with you being a Michigan fan, I just love it that you have Michigan State uh, green. over. Yeah. Your <laughs> exactly. yeah. And in my logo. I don't want to talk about it, right? I, no, I, 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 I think that through. <laughs> um, a, a kid a kid like Kale, though, like he, he, he is special with his talent, but also he's special between his ears. Um, but I do think part of that has to do with how his parents raised him. Like uh, his dad, like he, he's been getting a little bit of uh, um, media time here in the playoffs and stuff, but both his parents, his mom and his dad are unbelievable people. And you can see why the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree and just how they've raised him. Um, and he's obviously bought into to their, their values of a, as a family. But um, like that open honesty stuff, like Kale is that type of human being. I still have that relationship with him to this day. Like we Snapchat each other and we text and we talk on social media and something as dumb as like, Hey, my, one of my groomsmen for my wedding of like three, four months ago was out in Colorado. And I'm like, Hey Kale, like my one buddy's in town. Like, can you help him get tickets or can you leave him tickets? Whatever is easier. And he's like, D Mike, just give me his name. I'll leave him two tickets. And you know, a lot of people at that level could just shove that to the side like would not respond or just be like, Hey, deal with this person where I, right. I think that shows Kale's humbleness. And I don't think there's, um, there's no reason why he is so successful and I'm biased, but I mean, I think he's the best defenseman in the world. Um, and I'm whatever the game's going on right now, but I'm obviously ruined for the abs just to see, uh, he's obviously worked extremely hard and I think he's earned this opportunity and, uh, hopefully they, they find a way to get a W as good as the lightning are. And obviously, the defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, but I'm obviously uh, deep down, I'm a Kale McCarr super fan right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I think it's one of those things too, right? Like it, it goes back to speaking to that culture, right? Having Kale as a kid at UMass. So like that just speaks to the kind of people that you guys wanted to be around and wanted as part of that. And, you know, to go into some of his interviews a little more, I know one of the things he said too was like, oh, I, you know, immediately gave credit to UMass for his development and like how things went. And so, for our, 
for somebody like Kale, who I, I'm with you, like I really think he's probably one of the best defensemen in the world. He's a superstar in the NHL. He's 24 years old. He's absolutely lighting it up. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's complete humbleness. There's no, I'm the best. Look at me. It's all team and we, right? And I think that's huge. Yeah. No, I mean, um, he was obviously super talented before we even got in here. And he, he was committed to UMass by the prior staff into his family's credit. Like they stayed with their commitment. And we had, I mean, I think he was fully committed, but we had to fight off a ton of schools that were trying to sneak in there and backdoor. Um, and after having him on campus, like maybe we didn't have to worry about that, but that felt like kind of like a re-recruitment on our end um, just with how recruiting is nowadays. But if you know the family, like th- their word actually is gold, which is hard to find nowadays. Um, but no, I mean, Kale was extremely talented before he even got here and he bought into everything that we were doing, but also some of it too. Like I think the humbleness on our end is like, we kind of just stayed out of the way and allowed him to grow and be himself. And maybe we added some things and helped his game the a little bit, but for us to sit here and be like, Oh, Kale's who he is today because of us. Like, I think that's a bunch of BS. Like he, he's earned everything that he's gotten. And I think we're, we're lucky that we are be able to be able to be a part of the process along the way. Um, but again, he is a, he's a special human being, not just a hockey player, but a, but a human being as well too. Definitely. So um, I guess when, when we go back to, to Michigan state and we start to talk about that a little bit more, you, you yourself, what are, maybe you don't have to go crazy with it. Um, go as deep as you want to here. Right. But what's something that you want to bring to that culture? Maybe uh, a couple of, you know, things about your personality or who you are, but like, what, what do you want to add to that culture? Yeah. No, I mean, I actually think it's already kind of there. Um, like I actually think the Michigan state university, like really is parallel to the state of Michigan where um, there's kind of that bloom collar mentality that people doubt you. Um, people kind of whatever look past you a little bit and, you know, you want to kind of pop up and get right in their face, be like, Nope, I'm, I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. And actually like, you're not going to go anywhere through me. I'm actually going to go right through you. So, um, I mean, I, I think the biggest things and it's cliche, but just that, um, that burning desire, that passion to, to be the best, like, um, again, like I said earlier, I'm, I am not perfect. I will never be perfect as much as I tell my wife that I'm perfect. I'm not, <laughs> um, but I, I think that's a b- big thing. Like, um, that, that commitment and, and that passion, um, a lot of that I think comes from how my, my family raised me, um, my dad had put a poster up above my, uh, in my bedroom growing up and it was a Michael Jordan poster. Um, and I, th- it said something like some people, uh, some people wish it to happen. Some people want it to happen. Other people make it happen and kind of something that's kind of fueled me to be the best. And I had it on my Twitter profile for a while and took it down. But another thing that my dad always said to me is if you're not the lead dog, the scenery never changes. So um, kind of that way to kind of propel yourself to be, to be the best. And, um, obviously the tradition of, of Michigan state, like it is special when you look at it, where they've been to 27 NCAA tournaments, they've been to 11 frozen fours, the programs won three national championships. So like it is a special place and, um, things haven't been, I think where people want it to be, but I actually think that the, the prior staffs have done a good job and have done some positive things. And, 
I think some, maybe sometimes people are too dialed into wins and losses, but um, the, the prior staffs had added things to the culture of Michigan State, and I think it's on us that we want to add a little bit more. Um, but along the lines, too, like I think this is a big part of, of who I am, and I think I talked about working hard, but I also like to have fun. Like for me, getting up early, staying late, doing extra, like to me that's fun. Like, And I think that's how you get better. Um, like I, I think too often like people think working fun like – or working hard can't be fun. It's like, no, like you, you can have fun doing a few extra reps. You can get, you can have fun getting better. You can do it with a smile on your face. Like, mm-hmm. um, and we, we, we had that at UMass. Um, we had that at St. Lawrence. We had that at Nazareth, my first job in division three. I, I, we had that in my college at RIT. Um, I think that's just something that I've been a part of. And I can remember in college when we were in practice or in the weight room, like I'd be hooting and hollering and competitive as hell but I, I would do it with a smile on my face and that's kind of a mentality. And obviously being an adult now, I have to be professional on the road, but I, I have fun going and watching games. I have fun watching video. I have fun recruiting players. I have fun recruiting, um, um, de- dealing and building relationships with players. Um, obviously we're not going to get every single player that we want, but I also use it as fuel whenever a player says no and wants to go to a different school. Like I see that as, as them doubting, our program. I see that as them doubting myself. Um, and, but again, there's, for me, there's nothing better in life than proving people wrong and um, relish every single second of UMass when our team got better and better and better. And we would be playing kids that were saying no to us a year or two earlier and we were beating them. And I'd be lying to you if it didn't feel good when we shake their hands after the games, knowing that we beat them. So that is, that is definitely something that, that fuels me. Um, that whatever that that doubt and that proving people wrong and i think that's hand in hand with the the michigan state university as elite as it is um nationally known universally known um i think there's people that that doubt michigan state and i think the people around the not just the hockey program but the whole university like it brings people together i've been so impressed by the, the passion of the michigan state community um and then the people's just willingness to to want to help and things like that. It's nothing that I've really kind of been, I, I've really seen before. Maybe it's just a Midwest thing where people are a little bit more friendly than the people out here <laughs> on the East Coast. Well, um, my wife and I said that, like I said to her, I'm like, hey, just a heads up, like everyone here like looks you in the eye. They say hi, like they ask you how your day's going. Like it's actually kind of crazy. And uh, we're out here on the East. I feel like, you know, we drop our heads. We just, everybody's like moving and shaking and things like that. So Obviously, it's kind of a long-winded answer to your question, um, but I, I whatever I think I'm lucky to be a part of, of Michigan State University. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, the history of the program, um, the prowess of the university academically, the campus is unbelievable. Like that wasn't one thing that I was expecting is how nice campus is um, and how supportive everyone is on campus. Like it's it's a very special place to work at, and I'm I'm very very lucky to be a part of it. Yeah, Jared, I think one of the things that um, I was thinking about as you were talking is is talent only gets you so far, right? And it brings up uh, something that my college coaches say to me all the time is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And and that's one of the sayings that I've I've had, not just as a business owner, but like as I still move forward in my career and things like that, is, is this idea of like put the extra hours in it. And I get fuel not just from – proving people wrong. I, I, I'm over here like giddy. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's, that's literally how I live my life. Like, Oh, I can't do that. Watch me do it. Um, so I, like, I love that, but also this idea of just being 
uh, the, like doing things when other people aren't. Meaning like, like I'll be the one up at like 10, 11 o'clock at night doing work or like finding ways to do things. Um, and knowing that other people are sleeping or like waking up at like five or six to work out, knowing that those people are sleeping, like that kind of stuff gives me fuel of like, I'm doing something special. And I think that's one of the things that um, it sounds like just kind of the, the, like the culture you guys kind of try to bring, whether it's at UMass or uh, Michigan State, uh, just it, it's a wonderful culture kind of aspect, I think. Yeah, no, totally. And again, I think, um, you like whatever I think in hockey and, and Zach can attest to this like we talk a lot about will over skill um, maybe that's something cliche to say um, but I think too whatever I think if you work hard um, I do think too like again I'm not I'm not going to sleep every single night at two in the morning and getting up at four like I do relax every once in a while but I whatever I will say this too like I I, I like the Dave and Goggin stuff on social media and everything like I know some people maybe think that's an act, but I don't, I don't, I like the stuff that he says. Um, and I think too, like you can, you, you can tell when you're out working somebody like you, you, you can see it, you can read it, you can feel it. Um, and I, I think that's what we have to do at Michigan state. Like for us to get things to where everyone wants it to be, um, we're going to, we're going to have to earn every single inch and saw it at UMass. It, it's, it's not easy whatsoever. Um, but I do think sharing, sharing an office, um, and working with people like Greg Carvel, but also working with Ben Barr, like Ben saw the turnaround at Union, at Providence, at UMass. Um, so again, I, I think we're we're gonna we're definitely gonna go through some hard times at Michigan State. I think that was probably the biggest thing. Which I was very honest with Adam. He's like, "What are your hesitations?" I'm like, "My hesitations are one thing. I really do not handle losing well. I'm I'm a pouty little kid when we lose. I can't stand it, and I just know that." Um, you know, as, as much as we want to work with this group and get things where we want to be, um, it's going to take some times for us to forget us to get the culture, right. You can't just snap your fingers and get the culture better overnight. So, um, but I do think there, there is some talent and there is some ability in the room and we're going to try to get everything we can out, out of those players. Um, but again, building a culture, it, it takes time and we want to try to speed that up as much as possible. Sometimes it can happen in a month or so. Sometimes it's going to take years. So I, I, whatever, I think we're ready to do whatever that comes and we're going to try to do everything. We can speed up the process, but uh, you, you, you can't, you can't cut corners in your culture. It's interesting when you talk about just like the, the fun of, of the uh, like pushing, right. Of like, you can have fun in the weight room, even though you're working hard and things like that. It just like, I don't always take the time. And like one of the things we've talked about on the podcast a lot is like taking time to reflect on what you do or who you are as a person. And that really drives growth of, of who you become. Um, and I always talk about like, I have a full-time job in sales, but at the same time, you know, I'm coaching division three hockey. So there's no quit. There's no break or off season, right? I'm doing it all the recruiting with our head coach and doing all of these things. So uh, it was just fun to listen to you kind of speak to, you know, Hey, I enjoy doing video. I enjoy staying up a little bit later when I know it's, you know, pushing our team in the right direction. Um, and it's something that I find myself, I, my wife gives me crap all the time, right? Because I'll be sitting there and we'll be watching TV and I'll have my lap, laptop out scouting three or four kids a night, um, just trying to figure out like, Hey, how can we continue to take steps forward? So uh, oh, totally. I do. I'll, and you can tell your wife, Zach, I do the same exact thing. She should talk to my wife, but I'm on hockey TV, in stat, breaking down video. 
Like there's, there's maybe one night a week where if she wants to watch Bravo or HGTV or, or something, um, we'll, we'll do that and I'll try to make time for it. But most nights, like I'm on my computer, I'm on my phone. Um, and she's a good sport about it. Like she, she knew who she was marrying in and I was very honest with her about what the job would entail. Um, but I, I think a lot of people that are just like, Oh, like you go to the office at nine, you leave after practice, you get summers off. Like it's, it's a 12 month job. And most of the time, like I'm, I'm doing some type of work till at least like 10 o'clock or so. And then you're right up after it the next day and things like that. But I enjoy it. Maybe I'm a hockey dork. I'm a hockey nerd, but I went to, uh, I went to an engineering school, so I'm, I'm cool with being called a nerd and a dork as long as we, uh, we find a way to be successful at the, end of the, at the end of the day. Well, I think those are the things that drive you, right, or like put, push you ahead. It's funny because anytime you hear about certain coaches, right, and it's not every coach in hockey, but you hear about these coaches who are continue to climb the ladder or continue to build themselves up, um, it's always that person who puts that extra work in. And it may not be seen, right, and it may just be behind-the-scenes work, um, but there are groups of people you work with who do see it. And then when you start to talk to other circles in hockey about specific people, everybody, like you said with Adam, right? Everybody always had something great to say. There was no, nobody who was like, hey, here's a red flag. And that's a testament to the work and the time and the care that he puts into what he does. No, totally. I mean, for me, the, the very special individuals in the world, they have an elite level of talent, but they also have an elite level of of work ethic and passion and commitment. And I'm like, whatever, I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. I know whatever that might date me and things like that. But for me, like he was special athletically and talent wise, but he was also special competitiveness wise and his work ethic wise. Like he just, there was no way he wasn't going to find a way to win and to beat you. Um, I whatever I'm, I'm, I know I'm in Massachusetts still right now, but I'm a big Yankees fan. Like Derek Jeter for me is the same way. Like he was a, a great mix of that um, and, and whatnot. I mean, I actually feel the same way about Sidney Crosby. You hear stories about him. He's obviously extremely talented, but how hard he works. Like those are those those real special people. And um, again, I, I think Adam actually has a, a real special level of talent and work ethic. And I think that's why I'm around him. And I was around somebody great like that and, and Greg Carville. Um, and things. So I'm, I'm excited to, to learn from some, from the new and um, maybe try to improve some of my deficiencies and learn more about my weaknesses and just trying to grow and trying to get, get improve and get 1% better every single day. Definitely. And for the last one, just to wrap it up for you, um, can you give us a little bit about your leadership style or, or, you know, kind of how you feel you can bring people together? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I bring a, a positive, honest energy. Um, I, I think I'm very upbeat and talkative and I love to communicate with people. Um, but I think uh, I try to rub off on people where they, they see how hard I want to work, how hard I want to be the best. Um, and I think that can be contagious and things like that. So um, seeing it from my parents, like both my parents work very, very hard. My, my dad, like you could see how hard he was working every single day. Um, he did it with a smile on his face, but I think my mom too, she worked extremely hard and she was maybe a little bit more talkative and brought a little bit more personality to it. So I think I'm a good mix of my parents, but, um, I mean, I, I guess you can say like a, a player's coach, but again, like I said this earlier, which I think is actually a huge strength of, of Adam at Michigan state, where I think today's modern athlete, like 
there's no longer like the dictator where like I'm the head coach, you're the player, like don't ever talk to me. Where like I, I like to have an open door policy, um, where like I want to watch one on one player development clips with our players. Um, I'm the same way with recruiting. Like, Hey, if you want to talk about getting your game better, I'm going to be honest with you. Like when you suck, I'm going to tell you where you suck, but we're going to try to find a way to get, to get better. Um, and I think that's what I would want from a coach. I don't want someone blowing me smoke. I don't want someone telling me how great I am. I don't want someone sugarcoating it because that's not how you get any better. Um, like we, we did a lot of kind of debriefs at UMass as a coaching staff about things. And I already see kind of Adam and I and Mike Towns and I are already kind of having those conversations at Michigan state. And it's, it's, uh, it's honesty. Sometimes it's brutal honesty, but that's, that's what you want. And that's how you get better. Um, and again, that's maybe my coaching style, but I'd even say my marriage with my wife, like we're both super honest about stuff. And, um, that's part of the reason, whatever, big reason why I love her. She's super honest with me about stuff. I'm, I'm honest with her. And, and it works and things like that. But um, I think too often nowadays people, whatever, want things easy or they want things kind of said to them in a certain way. And again, I, I know that you don't want to attack someone personally, but I, I think as an athlete, you want to be a high level, high performing athlete. Like you want honesty and you want to find ways to get your game better. And the only way for that is for those honest conversations. But I think also too, something I try to do is like, let our players know, like, Hey, like I, I want you to play more. Like I, I want you to be an all league player. I, I want you to play in the NHL. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but these are the things that we have to do for to get that. And that really, whatever brings joy. That's part of the reason why I coach. Um, I mean, it also helps us for down the road for getting other players. If players are having success, it helps the line of that. Um, mm-hmm. But like the other night, Matt Kessel, was one of our defensemen for UMass like he had his first career American League goal like I I was so pumped up seeing that like so pumped up for him for his family just knowing all the hard work that he put in the fact that he scored a sweet overtime goal like barely celebrated like an assassin (laughs) it was awesome so I'm I'm a fan with that standpoint too and I I think our players that might ever play for me and the programs I've been a part of I think they know that and I think knowing that your coach is and still invested in you and your family I think it means something like that's what you want like people talk about being a family and my coaches from college from RIT, I have that relationship with them. And I try to instill the same relationship with my players or my coaches from RIT, like all of them were at my wedding. Um, they're, they know my parents, they know my wife, they know my kids. Um, they were really supportive of me in college and I try to do the same thing. I don't try to be too overbearing or anything like that. But I think um, as again, as a high performing athlete, when your coach, knows more about you than just about how you shoot and how you skate when there's a personal side to it. I think it adds some extra motivation and we can use that extra motivation for fine ways to, to get better and, and to win games and to beat our opponent. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Zach. I mean, Hey, I'm so glad Jared joined us. He, he saved me a lot of air today. I, I really appreciate him. This is awesome. Like, like yeah. I said earlier, I'm, I'm happy that Andrew just wore his Michigan State green background. Like, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we, we've we uh, we've got a Michigan fan here that uh, is going to be a, a party for life. Yeah, make, like- sure you, make sure you play this all over East Lansing when you get there. Make sure they make sure they know. I was wearing a Michigan shirt. You told me then you got the job at Michigan State, and I had to change. I was like, it's, <laughs> it's only polite. So, 
I think what it, what that means is, Andrew, we're going to have to take a road trip out for a Michigan-Michigan State game, and there may have to be some kind of wager put on that game. I, I'm not going <laughs> to get in the middle of it. but <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. All right, we'll figure it out. That, that would be awesome. That would be great. Jared, I, I'm really grateful for you taking the time out of your busy day. Thank, thank you guys for having me. I, I, I appreciate the invite. I appreciate the, the chance to talk. And, um, no, hopefully – Whoever hears this, maybe it, it adds something to their day. Hopefully it wasn't too boring here and things like that. But I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Well, I'll be honest with you, Jared. If nobody else takes anything away, I'll probably listen to this like six times because there was a <laughs> bunch of stuff in there. Just again, like I, I've said it a, a hundred times, but I feel like every time we have a conversation, uh, coach to coach, I take something out of it. And at the end of the day, like I strive to just continue to grow and be the best coach I can. So I know there's, there's going to be coaches out there or other people just in daily lives that – you, if you pay attention and you listen close enough, there's always something you're going to take out of it. So, uh, yeah, definitely appreciate you taking the time. Um, for everybody else, we appreciate you listening. If you do uh, want to reach out or have any questions, I may have a backdoor line to Jared. I could probably ask him a question or two for you. Um, feel free to reach out to us, mentalmindsetpodcast at gmail.com, and that'll do it for us this week. Thanks. Thanks.